0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Enjoy. Uh, This week, we are going to be discussing Loki Episode 2 of Season 2, and boy, is it a ringer. It threw back some (laughs) nostalgia, it raised some questions, and some god-awful haircuts in my opinion <laughs> not a fan of the hair huh uh mm, i mean <laughs> i am only one to speak so much as mine is thinning and receding if you're watching the video show you can see my very lopsided widow's peak yeah um, <laughs> i <I'm> match you <laughs> but anyhow to jump right in i'm going to turn it over to my again, once again, infallible co-host, Jedi Master, Dante Howard, and to give us a recap of Season 2, Episode 2 of Loki. So, Dante, Ooh. all you well, All right.
1: I'll take it away. Loki, Season
0: 2, Episode 2, Breaking
1: Brad. See what they did there? Ooh. Uh-huh. Fans. Loki, Mobius, and Hunter B-15 find and capture Hunter X-5 in London, 1977, on the sacred timeline. It's very important. Where he lives as film actor Brad Wolf. Under interrogation, he admits to abandoning Doc's mission and reveals Sylvie's location. Meanwhile, Obi attempts to repair the loom to safety to safely accommodate the branching timelines, but discovers he cannot access it without help from the missing Miss minutes or He Who Remains Aura. Loki, Mobius, and Wolf travel to Oklahoma and find Sylvie working at McDonald's. How hilarious is that? Loki tells her of their encounter in the TBA's future and asks for her assistance to figure out what would happen, but Sylvie refuses to involve herself in the, with the organization. After Wolf proclaims the group is in mortal danger, Sylvie enchants him, forcing him to reveal Dox's plan to simultaneously destroy the branching timelines with reset charges. Sending Wolf back into custody, Loki, Mobius, and Sylvie capture Dox, but her plan has largely succeeded and some of her allies have escaped. As TBA receptionist Casey tracks down the rogue Ravonna Renslayer's temp pad on one of the remaining branching timelines, Sylvie, refusing to be involved any further, returns to McDonald's with he who remains temp pad in her possession lot going on right there
0: so there is a lot to unpack there so this this episode from the start we we pick up with the TVA kind of crumbling around us mm. there's there there's big issue the big sad the TVA is le big sad and <laughs> it's It's interesting that it's all crumbling apart, not entirely necessarily from the murder of He Who Remains, but also tied to that, but not as impactful as I had thought. Mm -hmm. And it's more tied to Sylvie's character. Than I thought, which is an interesting play for Marvel, where while they're trying to build more of a love of Tom Hiddleston's Loki, are yet focusing on another variant. Right. And I think
1: that is, that's actually good because the title of the show is Loki, but it doesn't necessarily mean the Loki that.
0: It doesn't we... mean our Loki, it doesn't mean Sacred right. Timeline Loki.
1: Right. Right, so that that is good, and you know, one thing that was interesting how the show started. It's the the episode started in total chaos. It started with Loki and Mobius coming out of the um, what the hell do you call that thing? Their
0: little door thing. Oh, the time time variant door.
1: Yeah, and uh, and they were right there in the action. So it it almost hit front, and it was it was a stark contrast to. The way that episode one ended so it was kind of like hey did, did we miss something here or you know what's happening but they were right there right into the action right in 1977 with brad and uh and then we just rolled from there so that it, was
0: it uh it, with brad brad Wolf's, like hollywood red carpet ride like yeah. outside like a theater premiere of yeah. him getting out of the limo and getting that bougie like three-piece tux scarf on and everything and he was he was living his life he was living our best life yes and it's interesting that he was on the sacred
1: timeline so that means that everything he did was supposed to happen so very interesting that that happened
0: yes that that was another interesting thing that they did post out and declare that he was on the sacred timeline versus one of the variant timelines mm-hmm. in which um they were starting to prune right right
1: so he could have had he not been captured he could have survived and been that mega movie star and lived out his days on our sacred town yes yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes All of that happened, by the way, within the first 15 minutes of the episode. Right. (laughs) It was action-packed from the beginning. Like, this this episode had a lot to it and got very much Geneva (laughs) Convention-y. Exactly. To the point where it's like, um, I don't know how i should feel about this because yes they exist outside space-time so they're not tied to the geneva convention but at the mm-hmm. same it's like anakin and the clone wars how many war crimes can we commit before we get caught <laughs> all right <laughs> so like it you know it it is what it is um but yeah so i mean it was it was really cool to see that they're dragging in other more than just like B fifteen uh-huh. in it because I had no real investment into the TVA as an organization in season one. And all in all, honesty, like I, I, I don't think they did a good job to get me to care for this organization and why it has the impact versus like stark industries i care about stark industries because i've seen the evolution of tony stark and i've seen what iron man is to the sacred timeline but the tva is like what
1: i think it's on purpose because we we aren't supposed to care about them because they do the dirty work of pruning all the branch timelines, so that we have our our main timeline our sacred timeline so they they're just there to to do a job and that is that so the representation of that was mobius someone we did care about but
0: even then like i only cared so much about mobius because he was in so many scenes like it was it was another one that right. was it, it. was almost like a Rogue One conundrum for me, where it was like I care about them because they are the characters that make up the movie, but at the same time, in Ro- at least for Rogue One, it was like all these motherfuckers gonna die in the you end. Like I how how do you expect me to give a shit about Jin Urso and Galen Urso and. All in uh, and or if I know the end of the movie is going to be they're all dead.
1: Well, the the key to that is is on is on the writers and the director and the actors to make us care by giving us a good story, a good directed story, and and then a well acted story. So if we get those elements, then we get that entertainment for as long as we have it, and we shut up and enjoy it.
0: <laughs> then we can come back later and do, have podcasts and talk about it. Do you do you think that they've been doing that this season, and with with the context of season one, do you think that they've been developing a character like Mobius, someone who's completely new and irrelevant? Not not irrelevant, but completely new to our sacred Avengers. That we've grown over the last what fifteen years of Banner and Stark and Rogers and Barton and Natasha and like all of those people like do you what what do you, what do you think that how do you think that how good of a job do you think they've done about introducing a character like Mobius where this his character could potentially be incredibly pivotal in the next two, three phases of Marvel and getting I tried to care to, about them.
1: I try to keep it com-
0: compartmentalized. I try to
1: keep it this this character, this story is contained within this series of Loki. Understanding that this, for lack of a better term, is a branch from. The main MCU, this is a little something that's outside of that. And I think they've done a good job with keeping it that way. So we don't have to keep referencing back to something from 2008. We don't have to worry about something that happened in 2016. Okay, well, this character is from that movie, which happened here and there. Sure, they'll throw in a little something for us, kind of like in this episode where they had the the Kango posters in the background. So you can see that. If you saw Eternals, then you know what that poster is. By the same token, if you didn't see Eternals, that poster doesn't mean anything. It's just a poster.
0: Full disclosure, I (laughs) did not actually pick that up and see the King Go (laughs) posters in the background, and I'm just going to (laughs) fade off into the distance. (laughs) Well, well, there you go. (laughs) The next podcast we'll be starting is Easter eggs you've missed because you are. Oh fuck! What? <laughs> well, That's now I'm going to okay. go back and rewatch episode two about a hundred times and do scene by scene breakdowns. I'm usually so good at that. I'm I'm angry at myself that I didn't get that.
1: That's okay. That's okay. Um, I am one of it's. It's funny, and I have this. Uh, I don't call it an issue, but a lot of times when I'm watching. TV shows and films with my wife, and I'll just say, "Oh, look at him in the background," and she's just like, "Dude, why are you why are you checking for the people in the background?" And just sometimes it's funny the faces that they're making, you know. Because and then because we've been tell, conditioned since yes, two
0: thousand and eight yes. to look for every Easter egg. I'm sorry, Loki put his glass down at a forty five degree angle <laughs> instead of a thirty degree angle, which means. We're all going to die tomorrow. (laughs) Is that
1: toast diagonal? Or is it straight up and down? (laughs) We're always looking for those things, right?
0: You know, some psychologists might have a field day with the fandoms. (laughs) We have a field day with the fandoms, so yeah. (laughs) Honestly, we do. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 interesting though cuz the go, going to the background of everything like i'm definitely second guessing a lot of what i see and wondering like i'm this this podcast and especially this series has really made me reflect on just how much i don't actually know about the Marvel universe like not not even the MCU but like all the lore that they're pulling from i don't really actually know these characters too well
1: i but i think that is a i think that was is what makes it beautiful that's what makes it enjoyable because we don't have to worry about all that stuff we don't have to worry about if this character's uniform color is the correct color from the comic books or yes. you know, I'm to worry about if well, this person, that's not their character type because I've read a hundred issues of that run of comics. You know, this isn't this isn't my king because he's not doing X. This isn't he who remains because he didn't do Y. We don't need all of that.
0: And it's interesting though that. Funny, funny that you mentioned Kang and He Who Remains because we're now two episodes in. We haven't seen him. We have not. No. <laughs> so like, if he's supposed to be the big bad co- going forward in this season, and also launching, what are we? Phase five, six. Uh, yes, five and a half. And.
1: Five because I think uh Black Panther ended four.
0: Yes. So
1: yes. we are in five. Although no. I I I I won't say hate. I very much dislike the whole phase stuff.
0: I understand the phase stuff from a project management point of view, but the way it has been twisted into a an enjoyment compartmentalization I think is to Marvel's detriment but I understand like 100% it
1: should have been kept in house
0: as as project yeah exactly it should have been kept in house as project management next five years this is what we're going for 10 years this is what we're hitting 15 this is what we're hitting like that absolutely like coming from an IT background, I love my compartmentalization. Everything <laughs> fits exactly where it needs to go, how it needs to go. Um But I think it has done a detriment to the greater culture of how this stuff is viewed. Yes. Because the the average the average
1: fan will say phase four sucks. Marvel's lost it. And then they'll run through the projects and be like, okay, well, I loved Loki. I loved WandaVision. Okay, I didn't like this, but I love that, but I didn't like this, but I love that. Hated this, hated that, hated, but I liked that kinda. And then once you put all 18 or 20 projects or whatever it was together, you kinda like more then you didn't but since it was all in phase four which it had a lot of projects that you didn't shut up and enjoy
0: you just lump it all together the streaming phase yes yes and the way that you describe that again i i almost hate to keep going back to this but at the same time i absolutely do not hate at all going back to this ahsoka ahsoka's character development when that Clone Wars movie came out with the Battle of Christophsis, you saw this, like, out of nowhere, I'm sorry, Anakin has an apprentice? The fucking what now?
1: (laughs) Not my Anakin, not my Annie, hell no.
0: Hashtag not my Annie. (laughs) Like, absolutely not, like... But then by the time season seven of Clone Wars finished, it was this may actually be one of the best, most thought out character arcs in recent history of the sci-fi genre. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, I'd even put it up against like Picard and Janeway and shut up everyone i'm yelling at my microphone directly you goddamn trekkies versus star wars people <laughs> yes i am comparing ahsoka's character arc to that of the the q episodes of star trek with picard and how how you can see that now that you have the whole picture and i think we are going to get that with phase four i And I've told you this offline is that I think in the long run, people are going to look back and go, wow, the way that they set up phase five was incredible. Right. And I can't wait for you and I to sit back,
1: relax (laughs) with our
0: Mai Tais, Ho-Hos, cocktails, margaritas, whatever your poison is on the beach and say, see? Oh, yeah, we told you <laughs> to shut up and enjoy and
1: enjoy that's because it because
0: you don't have the full picture of what's going on yeah
1: and even if we go back to to those earlier phases
0: we didn't have a full picture on not either but we weren't conditioned to assume that there was a bigger picture when exactly. we were hitting phase one two and three exactly first time we were conditioned was the cutscene when you saw Thanos coming in and going, Fine, I'll do it myself. Yes. Grabbing the gauntlet from Asgard. That was the tipping point mm-hmm. of this is so much bigger than we realized. And that just blew everything. Well, it wasn't even that. It it was before that. He, Cause he there was that one where he like flipped around in the chair
1: yeah and did the smile to the camera yeah And I, I if i'm not mistaken and i'm sure we'll be corrected
0: if oh i am mistaken. you know what bring it if you want to add us <laughs> fine come on the podcast and put your mouth where you're <laughs> are like fine <laughs> do it we welcome you
1: pretty sure that that was the I think the director decided to throw that in at the end. It wasn't a planned thing. it just it just happened. And then from that is where everything else started to spin out of. Mm-hmm. And I think that same situation happened with with Kang after Jonathan May just put on his performances he Who remains. It' like, hey, we have something here that we might want to tap into. And build this next big bad around. So, again, a lot of things are planned, but then a lot of things aren't planned. A lot of things have to change. You know, the whole—I mean, if you think about what what Black Panther two was supposed to be, prior to Chadwick Boseman passing away, I a lot of things just over changed. Over
0: that intro to that movie, yes, it was. That was that was heavy. That was hard hitting. That started incredibly heavy and did not get better but uh yeah yeah it's yeah I'm still excited especially coming on off of this one the fact that we haven't seen he who remains or Kang or any of his variants after episode 2 I think it's going to give the performance overall when we do see one of the variants. And I think the after episode, um, was it Uh, the end of season one, we saw the preview or something. of um, No, it was at at the end
1: of Victor Timely. Quantumania. It was the the end credit scene of Quantumania, is where Victor Timely showed up.
0: Yes. So, I think once we get that introduction, it's going to be that much more. The the almost the more you delay it, I think is going to give you a heavier sense of the character's presence, and because. It, you're you're almost allowed to then play off of Mobius's perception of like what's the big deal? What do you actually talk? Why is why do we care? Why are you so paranoid about this? He who remains, or not the timekeepers, but one step above the timekeepers, or the end of time. Like who right. he who remains at the end of time. Like I think. The longer they delay that introduction, the more gravitas you're going to get from that introduction. I agree. It's gonna be it's
1: it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun it to is. see where they take it. It is.
0: Okay. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I'm I'm still very much excited. I, I Tom Hiddleston's performance is still. A plus casting huh? um, in, in my book and I don't know how they thought to bring Owen Wilson in but again I, I'm i just going to shut up and enjoy every casting that they bring us because
1: I think Marvel hasn't missed on, on any of the casting so far. That's one thing you can say about them no matter what. You hate it, love it what have you every every person that they've casted for a role pretty much knocked out of the park
0: yeah and i'm really loving um obi
1: <laughs> yes
0: every everyone everyone is here for obi like yes. just obi. yes
1: and oh. you you kind of get the sense that there's a lot more to him as opposed to just being the the guy who wrote the book for the TVA. He,
0: there's some other character that he reminds me of, like the goofy idiot that nobody suspects but actually knows everything.
1: Everything, yeah. He's actually the big bad.
0: Ooh, Ooh he, he is a Kang variant. Ooh, <laughs> Top twist. You heard it here first, folks! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Damn. So... How many on a scale of Ragnarok to all of them, how many Asgards would you give this episode?
1: How many Asgards?
0: <laughs> I'm I'm just making up these scales of episode to episode <laughs> as they pertain to. I think the Ahsoka series was how many kyber crystals do you give? How many Asgards? How many realms <laughs> of zero to nine? How many realms do you give this episode?
1: Oh gosh, I, I'm going to give it eight and a half realms, almost at full nine realms.
0: Almost at full nine. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Rocking and rolling. There, it's it's definitely coming out. It's it's building a story. Yes, yes. Which I like, and I think Disney is really good at building stories. Mm-hmm. I think one of their detriments overall when you when you have the full picture and when you look at the full picture one of their detriments is they're really great at storytelling but for me sometimes the conflict isn't as great as the build or the or the um conclusion and that's almost where i wish they would kind of shift their focus to Mm -hmm. but you know
1: the big news that came out last week that they're changing the way that they're they're going to be doing all of their shows now so yeah they're they're
0: fire they're firing everyone and daredevil's going through its reshoots and stay tuned for next week's episode on what the hell is happening in hollywood brought to you by dante and chris
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yes you're right they they have had issues with with uh, quote unquote sticking the landing uh, on at on the season on the season finales of yeah. a lot of these series, but I think that also is that's one of the issues that it that they have when when the focus becomes setting up the next thing or having it tie into.
0: They're the using next thing. this as the conflict to go from the story building to the. Conf- conclusion when they need to use this as story building adding into getting to the conclusion yes yes so yeah i mean after after all of that i would still rate this episode an eight to Mm 8.5 uh realms out of out of nine it's it was a very solid episode I'm excited to see where Loki goes. I'm glad we got some Mac'ers and McNuggets. Um, (laughs) And it just, it threw me back having the McDonald's with the like almost greenhouse wing on it. We don't see greenhouse restaurants anymore.
1: (laughs) The good Um, old days.
0: The good old days. So I, I definitely appreciated that appreciated that attention to detail um real quick though before we before we end out the the dynamic between sylvie and loki in this episode there was a lot of tension and i thought there was personally i thought there was a lot more resentment from sylvie to loki yes and well, I was I was expecting more resentment from low Key to Sylvie. Well, I think he is he's in love
1: with her on on a like metaphysical level. So it's not just uh, an infatuation. I think yeah. he is he is deeply in love with her and he was hurt that they got into the big fight at the end she kicked him through the door and then went ahead killed he who remains and led to all this nonsense um i think she is she she loves him too and 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 she would have wanted him to agree with her and help her since she had been through so much, her whole entire life, snatched out when she was a kid, on the run for all those years, hiding out. And then she finally met up with someone who kind of sort of could see what she was going through and wanted him so much to just be agreeing with her and help her to finally end this thing, which is what she thought she was doing when by killing this guy. I'm ending all this and I need you to be there with me. And he disagreed. I think that just hurt. And that's why she still has that anger or that animosity towards him.
0: But it still seems like there's almost too much resentment from her to him. Whereas like the way that that played out of and i and i get it she was justified in her frustration of like i'm ending the tva fuck this i'm out like
1: yeah
0: i'm not dealing with this he who remains is the reason i am in this position so i am putting my machete through you absolutely here for it but she was the one that ultimately pushed him away So why is she mad at him? He should be more mad at her of like I was there. I was like I was with you in this and you pushed me away.
1: She is still mad because of what happened. So even I mean I I guess if we sit back and look at this we don't know how long She's been in what else she Oklahoma? Working at this McDonald's. How long has this been? How long has she been there? You know, what kind of life does she have now? And she's thinking that, okay, I am just gonna live out my life on this branch timeline, do my thing, and then looks up and here comes Loki. This motherfucker. He's back again. And he bought movies back,
0: back, back,
1: back, back. And he bought this other bastard. So, so, so I He think brought this the- motherfucker. <laughs> Check out this motherfucker. And they eat my pie. God damn it.
0: <laughs> Didn't even order a drink with his meal.
1: Oh, man.
0: <laughs> Check out this motherfucker. Yeah, it's. It's it's an interesting dynamic that they have, and I hope they. I I hope they know what they're doing or trying to do with that relationship, because I think it could be a very, I mean, it could be potentially a very metaphysical, like analogy of like reflection of the self and how one views their own self. Um, but I also think it could just be. F- good entertainment if they do it right of the you're constantly talking to a mirrored reflection of yourself and how is that potentially going to drive your decision making or insanity
1: <laughs> time will tell I guess we have uh four episodes to go and we'll
0: see how it goes
1: well yeah. four episodes for this series and then we'll have you know
0: well then everything will all shit will break loose <laughs> you know <laughs> that's right but anyway um well thank you for joining us um on this this week's or this episode's iteration of shut up and enjoy i well we um do truly hope that you have been able to shut up and enjoy uh this review of loki season 2 episode 2 uh and if you have any feedback, please let us know. Please reach out to us via this, the socials on Spotify and the YouTubes. Uh, and, yeah, if you want to join in the conversation, let us know. We're, so we'll bring you on. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking for guests. We're looking for guests. So, uh, yeah, other than that, we will talk to you after episode three. Bid you adieu. May the force be with each and every one of you.
1: Always.